Hello and welcome to a new episode of the SAP Experts Podcast. My name is Timo Deiner and I am working in the office of the CTO at SAP in Germany. I'm a tech and innovation enthusiast and I'm happy that Manu Kotsupankuti was joining me in this episode today. Manu is a services leader in the MEE region for SAP Concur, our cloud solution for travel and expense management. And at his core, Manu is customer obsessed and laser focused and devoted to the people and customers that deploy SAP travel and expense across the globe. We were talking on the role of cloud mindset, success factors for cloud implementations and the paradigm shift for users and IT. And we discussed that cloud journeys are more than moving on-premise systems one-to-one -one onto a hyperscaler infrastructure. But for now, let's jump into the episode. Manu, nice to have you uh, here in our um, episode in that podcast. And um, let's jump directly into the topic and let's talk about cloud mindset. From my point of view, it's essential that cloud or um, yeah, cloud enables not only the change in technology or in the technology stack, but it's having also a completely different philosophy behind. And um, software as a service and the cloud products are meant to be more or less consumed as a standard solution. So the times are over where you can um, yeah, change something in, in more than a programmic art. Um, so you, you cannot code any longer. So you have to configure your, your solution. And um, customers should adopt a good practice from my point of view within that cloud portfolio. And um, then they can not reinvent the wheel every time from my point of view. But what do you think Why is cloud mindset also so important beside the fact that it's just not consumed as a standard? Isn't it like maybe software like on-premise, so to say? Yeah, great question, Timo. I mean, there is a lot of more agility in there that allows us to do fast projects. It's much more outcome-driven. So it's not about how many features or functions do we have. It really focuses on KPIs like user experience, cost reductions, compliance. So since we're configuring mostly and not programming, both SAP as well as the customer core global project team need a lot of soft skills, being able to convince with a no and helping with best practice on how other customers have solved the same challenge through training and change management and real business transformation in form of process changes. So from my point of view, cloud is the opportunity of our lifetime There is a paradigm shift happening worldwide. And from my perspective, the health and environmental crisis has just accelerated it to a faster trajectory. Um, you mentioned the paradigm shift. And um, this is something really interesting from my point of view, because the paradigm shift is also affecting um, our end users and the customers. So um, there are fundamental changes from my point of view from, from then in the cloud in comparison to on-premise on solutions since yeah you are using the software in a, in a different way, um, you get updates in a different way and so on. So you get maybe a new feature um, overnight and so on. So... Um, What do we want? To, what, what do we want to ask you? So, um, IT departments want uh, to offer maybe useful applications that that just works 
on the one hand, and they want to provide the help to users and make sure that everything is working correctly. Mm -hmm. And the user actually does not care about how it works. It's just like like Googling or using TikTok or something mm -hmm. like that. So we don't care how technology is working. We are just using it. And um, But what's the major difference in your point of view between yeah the cloud solutions or the cloud mindset, private cloud, public cloud, and, and stuff like that, in, in terms from from maybe from a user perspective as well? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so Timo, well, there is some science and some art behind it. A major difference is really that in the cloud, most of the time we speak about configuration rather than programming. The mm -hmm. software has to be programmed by developers for sure. However, during the rollout, we try to configure as much as possible. And depending on the software, there is intentionally little to sometimes no opportunity for code lines that are customer specific. And it all comes through the configuration like you would get a new car and uh, do it this first time for the seat uh, settings, for the navigation, the air conditioning, and so on. Yeah, and but yeah, just one addition, sorry that I jump in here. Um, of course, we have a configuration. I, I like that um, with a car, so just to configure your seat or your navigation system and, and so on. But on the other hand, we are still talking on, on business software. And maybe we can also add here that, of course, we will have capabilities um, when configuration is not enough that you can extend your cloud solution as well using yeah business technology platform for example um, I want just to to add that because I know when we are talking on cloud and on, on configuration that there is still for our customers the opportunity to code by themselves but outside of the software as a, a software as a service solution by using APIs and so for example so this is something I just wanted to add sorry that I Uh, interrupted you, Manu. Yes, sure. A excellent point. Excellent point. And that's very valid, Timo. Indeed, yeah, we have platforms like the business technology platform. And honestly, my knowledge on that is a little bit premature. And uh, it depends, of course, on the line of business and on the software, whether uh, that is possible to, to some extent. Absolutely valid point, Timo. Thanks, thanks for adding. And coming actually back to your original questions on the differences, well, on the differences, it's also the point of the letting go mindset from the IT department, because IT will ask, like, who will take care if everything works? Who provides help anytime? Who makes sure everything is safe? And who will get in trouble if it doesn't work? And if somebody else is taking care, what's my job then, right? And uh, here's the thing, there is still an important job to be done by the client IT. However, instead of running the system and taking care of the server and air conditioning, and, and by the way, in Frankfurt, summertime, 35 degrees, very <laughs> hot. I would love to have an air conditioned, right? But now they can really focus on running the solution in the cloud. That means administrating the solution, changing the configuration alone or with SAP services, uh, doing the rollouts again alone or with SAP project team or an SAP partner. So really they have now more time to care about the critical processes. Yeah, good, good point. But um, talking not only from a technical perspective in that uh, take, so what's What's the role by by IT then? What's your experience? So um, 
do we need to also have a cultural change inside at at the at the IT departments that they um yeah that they have to let go and so that that's not your server any longer so to say so um maybe yeah you should focus on more on the business process and not on the technology stuff and so what what's your experience on that absolutely it's the letting go and more than technology it's really needed that we have a shift in the mindset that the customers Uh, trust us and we have thousands of customers that are trusting us uh, that we are running the software either in the SAP data centers mm -hmm. or in the hyperscalers and they can really trust us and rely on what we can do which then again empowers the customer to focus on what they are best in so a pharmaceutical company really doing research for cancer medication an automotive company yeah really focusing on how can i develop the best battery for the next generation of cars and really relying on sap when it comes to software and processes okay but um Coming again from that IT perspective, so what would you say when a customer or to be more precise, the IT of the customer says, okay, I understand that I have to move to the cloud and um, isn't it like simple copying the existing landscape one-to-one -one from my on-prem data center to maybe a hyperscaler solution or something like that? Isn't it just copy and, pa uh, copy and paste? Because from my experience as a CIO, for example, I'm used to move systems inside my own data center. Mm -hmm. So isn't it just a, um, yeah, a simple copy and paste? Well, Timo, excellent question. I mean, I know that our consulting team would heavily challenge this. Uh, and most of the time, customer sponsors mandates us to challenge constructively, to translate their vision and to be the gatekeepers. Because moving to the cloud, if it's done correctly, is not just moving the technology stack. In fact, cloud projects are used for business transformation and adapting the standard. I'll, I'll give you a cappuccino version, Timo. So let me think. I mean, now there might be a universal standard and then the standard based on the industry that you're in. For example, life science companies, accounting companies, etc. Um, for example, we have seen that there are compliance reporting guidelines for life science companies. For example, when a pharma company invites doctors and pharmaceutical stuff, the Sunshine Act or EFPA are laws that guide what to do from a legislation standpoint. Mm -hmm. Also, when you think of accounting companies, I mean, not only the big four, right? Uh, the, the popular one, but also smaller accounting companies. In many countries, they're under the special radar of the government. For example, not being able to show their client name in transparent ink, kind of a decoding stuff. And exactly for these specific industries, we have developed cloud standard templates to start with best practice. It sounds good. So um, especially when we are providing templates and then we are yeah providing more or less a fast start approach. So cloud is also around about um, speed mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. uh, yeah, time to market or time to release or you name it. And so from my point of view, standard templates are a really good starting point. And um, our customers now have the golden opportunity um, to harmonize and standardize their processes because now it's the time to maybe, yeah, like we said in the IT thing, um, mm -hmm. yeah, it's the time to let go. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if if customers are thinking on not using standards and and um, standard templates. So, um, what do you think when 
when they missed that opportunity and um, they did not adapt to their cloud mindset more or less, and they still follow the, okay, we are doing it like we did it before with our, let's call it on-premise mindset or on-premise settings. What, what will happen then? <laughs> Great point. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, uh, I'm hearing that a lot from customers and, and prospects. And if you as a customer miss the chance to harmonize and standardize, you miss to lower your ongoing maintenance costs. And that is a reoccurring effort and not a one-time effort. So, for example, in the spend management area of expense reporting, we're asking our clients to move to a harmonized GL chart of account. So, one ledger, global ledger, so to say. Now, we understand that this is not an easy thing and running simple is not easy. In fact, it's damn hard. But if it's done correctly, it's easy for the rest of the life cycle. And related to cost, uh, just a large automotive car manufacturer once said, Manu, we cannot just move on like we have been doing in the past. We have to harmonize and standardize as the whole industry is disrupting us with electrical cars and other competition from the mobility sector. So we have to run lean on the technology side to be flexible for that transformation and show agility. Yeah, yeah. But do you think, um, are there still customers that say that they cannot harmonize? So we all know the concerns coming from customers. We, we cannot do that because of this and that. And then they, they spend lots of energy and lots of time in explaining why they are not able to harmonize and why they don't want to harmonize or whatever. And I guess they have other reasons for that, right? Absolutely. And look, Timo, we also have to show empathy for the client for the right reason. A chart of account is not harmonized overnight. You cannot change collective treaties or work contract so quickly. In the area of travel expenses, there are still a lot of opportunities. You can harmonize the expense types, the workflows, the formal and fields. I have to say, honestly, governments are not describing the approval workflow. Governments are setting the guidelines for the VAT, the travel allowance. So that's the, um, you know, fixed meal per diem. Yes, yeah. Or the, the car kilometer reimbursement rate. Uh, we even go to the extent that during an implementation, we sometimes help the client global core team to challenge the country team by asking for evidence that is you know, that's a law and not a 20-year-old business process. And you will be surprised to hear how many times the country team comes back to the global core team of the client by saying it is how they used to run since 20 years and not a law. Absolutely. So, <laughs> so it sounds that this is uh, more than just IT behind it, right? <laughs> Absolutely, Timo, definitely. I mean, a lot of money nowadays moved away from IT to the line of business. While software was previously more the domain of IT, it is now, um, what's the right word? I mean, it, it's now a potpourri of stakeholders, I would say. It, it's the bias choice and we have many stakeholders and departments involved. So main carriers are IT and business. The costs are really moving from the CAPEX, so the on-premise licenses to the OPEX, cloud operational costs, or I mean, uh, we would say cloud subscription mm. here. And the business has a big say in it nowadays because rightfully IT is not just there for the sake of IT. Software nowadays is used to disrupt the industry 
to lead to innovate, I mean, be paranoid about it. Look at Uber, Airbnb, or the app that you're uh, using when you order pizza. I mean, this is because IT has been used to innovate and transform the business. And I, I do hope you like pizza, Timo. What do you order? <laughs> yes, I do. But <laughs> I'm living not in a big city, so we don't have um, uh, yeah, the popular <laughs> apps here in place. So I have to <laughs> to hunt for my food by myself. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, from, from my point of view, there are other reasons to standardize and uh, to harmonize apart from, from the cost perspective. Besides the cost aspect, you want to give the end user, again, here it's the end user and user experience story. You want to give the end user great user experience. And of course, you as a customer need to be yeah, compliant, but please not with 100 new checkboxes in the user interface, because we all know that software needs to be easy and self-explainable. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, coming to concur, um, we are also, or our customers are also using SAP Concur as um, software for fraud prevention, for example, or compliance. And uh, but say they also want to attract new workforces and talents, mm -hmm. and this is something really great from my point of view, because when I'm hiring new talents and I can say to them, hey, when you have to reimburse your your travel costs or something like that, we have an app for that and you can do that directly in the hotel or at the taxi. This is mm -hmm. a really great thing from my point of view. Mm -hmm. And the companies would look silly in front of the new generation of the digital natives or generation alpha or how you call them. If you say that um, you are modern, but you still need yeah, to do paperwork or you do you you have to do that on on X or something like that. Mm -hmm. So employees want the same cool experience from my point of view, like like you have when you're booking your your next trip in in a hotel or vacation. Yeah, yeah. The the, the platforms mm -hmm. and so on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, you want to do that from my point of view anytime and anywhere, and you can save lots of time, of course, uh, because you can do it in the taxi or in the train or whatever. And um, yeah, by the way. Uh, thanks for for tagging me on on LinkedIn for that interesting video um, of a customer. <laughs> I, I, I looked at it, but um, yeah, could you say something? Yeah, even from that video or from that customer perspective, <laughs> I really like that video. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> um, look, I I love to tag people on LinkedIn. Um, I, I'm not really an Instagram person, right? So I'm a corporate <laughs> athlete. I. But, but you will find me on LinkedIn and I, I like to tag people, absolutely. So if you listen, and I would highly recommend to the customer video from uh, Siemens who have publicly won the SAP Concur Innovation Award 2021. And they are talking about the ownership culture and how they got rid from approval processes and trusting mm. their employees more. And they're saying, if you can trust your employees, with material for a power plant worth millions of euros, why not trust them with the expense report? And they're 100% right. I can totally resonate with this uh, philosophy, yeah. Timo. Yeah, absolutely. So this is also, from my point of view, part of new work and new thinking, new leadership and so on. So we will... We will link that video in the description of the podcast. So if you are listening to the podcast and um, you are interested in the video, we put it in the in the description below as as well as the profile LinkedIn profile of Manu, of course. But coming back to to the topics, um, you mentioned Siemens and so on. But coming to the implementation of cloud projects, so let's talk on. Okay, now we have that mindset. We have that mindset in place. It's not just copy and paste from on prem to cloud. 
Would you think or do you say that cloud projects are faster than the classic on-premise projects? Let me think about it. So, yeah, in, in general, I would say yes. What we need is velocity. Of course, it depends on the customer and dependencies, resource capacities. But in general, I know that time to value is very dear and near to the hearts of our customers. And we just recently accomplished to bring a German top 30 DAX company live on SAP Concur. I mean, we as a company, we're very cloud native uh, with cloud deep, deep. I mean, if you test us, you would find cloud in our DNA. <laughs> uh, and we did that within 2.5 months, right? And the customer did not know whether it would be possible at start. And we together with the client team just did it. And in quality and in even under budget. And now they have landed, they can adopt it and even expand with more countries and products. And to be provocative, I will ask you, Timo, that why do some people think that the exception in B2B is different from B2C? Yeah. In the consumer market, if I want a book in my hands, and really, Timo, I'm talking about real paper, not Amazon Kindle, <laughs> <laughs> then I want it now or with overnight shipping or click and collect at the nearest stores that we've seen in some European countries during lockdown. And the same is valid for the expectations of a customer. They want to get fast to the return on investment. And recently, we had one client, Timo, that was saying they want to order more subscription transactions. And guess what? It was the same procurement guy. And he was laughing loud, as he said in previous on-premise world, he would be involved in procurement. But then months and years later, you know, time would just pass. And now the cloud is super fast and companies can scale up or scale down as per demand because things are running in the SAP data centers or hyperscalers. Mm -hmm. I mean, what a wonderful new world. I love being alive in the 21st century. What about you? Absolutely. I absolutely agree. So I'm also that, that cloud guy more or less. And, um, I think it's, it's key. And uh, yeah, like you, like you mentioned, uh, um, we are faced or we were faced with a lockdown and so on. And I think it was also, um, a great opportunity for us or also for our salespeople um, to, to test something out. Like, yeah, it's, it's not only about speed, it's also changing uh, maybe the sales approach. And um, I have that here on my list. So yeah, when you, when you are on LinkedIn and when you are following some of the SAP guys, so there was something which was called, um, how was the name? Um, Manuel, it was um, app tasting, sorry app for tasting. that. So it, it was yeah. the app tasting thing. And I really like that idea because, yeah, you are selling software in a completely different way. And that's also part from my point of view of a um, of a cloud mindset that when you cannot meet in person and you have to, yeah, you have a different process. So why cannot you do sales in a different way? So um, also a recommendation here from my side to, to our listeners, when you are interested in, in looking at Concur, for example, since we are in the cloud, you can participate easily in the next app tasting session where you can experience Concur by yourself. And this is from my point of view, also a big success factor. And um, right. yeah, but, but let's, Let's talk on, on um, continue on, on success factors because we are running out of time a bit. And yeah, before we come to that end, then um, I would address success factors when, when 
so some of the success factors so not the success factor solution of sap sorry for the success factors when you are moving <laughs> to the cloud and i often see strong sponsorship and centrum and date when we are talking with customers on on cloud movements and so on mm -hmm. and if you listen to keynotes and um, experts like whatever sap experts or, or from the industry you will always hear the same buzzwords like keep it simple think big start small and so on and rethink everything and where is the company in 10 years and yeah you know the, the buzzwords but um let's name it as a solid foundation but the foundation is more or less um, from my point of view, an organizational foundation. So it's not only the technology. So coming from a customer project perspective, what's your take on the foundation and on the execution when you have that sponsorship and the central mandate and you need more than just yeah, keep it simple and rethink everything and so on? Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I would say build a foundation, right? It's similar to construction work in cities. I mean, everybody probably have a construction site in their city, right? And the foundation is very important. Once you have the foundation of the house, you can build up the rooms in the tower, or in our case, the countries and the software for mm -hmm. the rollout pretty quickly. Yeah. So use the Pareto principle of 80-20. What other projects are running at the same time is often a question for the IT resources. Change management should start at day one and not like in the last months of the project. And I mean, I, I heard it from a customer just recently. Yeah. Let's say if Maria is working at a client for 30 years and Maria has always done the expense report her way, then there is maybe resistance over change. So early on, via change management, we need to advertise on what will change, actually. Mm -hmm. For example, that you can scan your paper receipts via OCR and throw them away. Or even better, get direct digital receipts from your preferred hotel or airline. And really go with the benefits so users have an amazing experience and they know that the cloud is coming. A lot of customers have had cloud projects before, and this is all known to them. But sometimes we also have customers, honestly, where this is the first cloud project. And then it feels like, well, how to describe that? I mean, it feels like being the new kid in the town, right, when we go to the drawing board. And to conclude, I mean, it also needs the perseverance and tenacity that we need in all projects, I guess. Yeah. So these are good closing words from my point of view. And um, yeah, as I mentioned before, because it's, it's it fit, fits perfectly here again. So um, yeah, to get the experience how to use OCR or how to use technology to make your personal life easier, um, again, try out that um, app tasting workshop from our sales colleagues um, Yeah, that you can experience SAP Conquer because we are in the cloud. It's easy to use. So just try it out to get that experience. And maybe you can go to your IT department and say, hey, why do we still need to have um, Excel and paper-based or whatever? Um, and from my point of view, it's the perfect time or the pandemic taught us. So we are hopefully at the end of the pandemic, but the pandemic was the perfect time to rethink your travel management because no one was traveling. We were forced to work at home. And this is why mm -hmm. Concur had a really boost because now you can change your system, right? From, yes. from on-prem to the cloud because no one is using it. And the few people who were traveling, they were first adopters. They can, can test it and, 
now we can move on and we are going back to the next normal, so to say. And then um, some, some customers of us already changed their travel management system from on-prem to, to a modern cloud solution. No one did even mm -hmm. recognize it because everyone was, was sitting um, in the home office. Exactly. So Manu, it, it was a pleasure. So thank you for, for being my guest here or our guest here today. Um, do you have something to add? Yeah. Where can we, where can we find you? Where can we link, uh, um, contact you if we have further questions or are there some <laughs> thoughts you want to share also with us? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, look, you will not find me on Instagram, but you will find me on LinkedIn and we will tag that in the, in the podcast. And look, it's a journey when the pandemic was at the peak and we still have the pandemic going on, of course, uh, we are seeing a side of that things are coming back to life. And even when business travel was low, we have seen a lot of employee discretionary spending. That means that people were using the system uh, apart from the, you know, the large programs. And uh, look, business travel will come back for deal makers, for trust building mechanism. At the end, we are all human beings. And honestly, I like a beer hug from time to time. I don't know. What about you, Timo? <laughs> I fully agree. <laughs> I can't wait to travel again. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Having some personal in uh, interaction yeah, with people. Yeah, of course. Sure. Cool. So, so I think we can close this episode. Lots of interesting talk, uh, talking points. So Manu, thanks again for being my guest. And um, hopefully we can see us again in, in one of the next sessions. And to our listeners, feel free to, to contact Manu on LinkedIn or me on LinkedIn. We put that in the description of this episode. Thanks Thank a lot. You. Thank, Thank you, you, Timo. It was an honor. Good night. Good night. <laughs>